Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, my dudes? Zach Herger, Idea Attic. We've got another truck episode. Uh, this is, a, like I said in the last one, this is about the only time I have with enough quiet where there isn't a child attacking me. Um, plus, the acoustics in the truck really didn't turn out that bad. You know, just got to lay off the blinker. We good. Uh, Zach Herger, Idea Attic, taking over for the 992000, broadcasting terrestrially. Really, through space, giving the aliens ideas. <laughs> I was watching, you know, last night I was watching TV with my uh, father-in-law. He was over and uh, we were watching something and I was like, I wonder if aliens ever like, are like hovering close to our planet and they're like, let's like see what this is all about. And they tap into our like TV signals and then they like watch a little TV and they're like, you know what, let's just skip this one. <laughs> These people are obviously idiots. So dumb. Speaking of TV, um, now that football season's over, I'm cheap. We've like turned off all of our live streaming stuff. So we're just, we got Netflix left, which I need to turn that off too. I don't really like anything on that. I'm getting into Squid Game. Don't tell me how it ends. Um, but I've been watching like a lot of YouTube because the kids like Jay, he likes the sing along wheels on the bus, the whole, all that stuff, you know, you know how it is. So I've been watching that and I stumbled onto, uh, they're called 4k walking tours. And it's basically just like somebody who like walks through a town with a 4k camera, like looking at stuff. I'm addicted to that. So in the last, over the weekend, I went to uh, New York City, San Francisco, Shanghai, went to the Pyramids of Giza, and what are the one I watched last night? Oh, the one I watched last night was Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. I'm thinking about moving there. That looks pretty darn cool. And I did a little Wikipedia, because uh, it was like it was like around Christmas, you could tell because of the lights and stuff. It was uh, around Christmas and people were just wearing t-shirts and I was like, isn't it cold there? It's like really far north, you know? And uh, apparently because of where it's positioned on the coast or something, it, it, it it's really like moderate temperatures or something. So it's uh, the coldest it ever gets is like five. The coldest it's ever gotten in winter there is five degrees Fahrenheit. And the hottest it's ever been is 88 degrees. <laughs> That's a pretty good range. But usually it's between 32 and 72. That's perfect for me. That's like sweatshirt weather uh, all winter long and then comfortable in the summer. I don't like it really hot. I mean, that's appealing compared to Nebraska. If you're listening to this, I know we got some uh, we got some Kiwis listening. <laughs> Probably locked down re-listening to every episode. <laughs> Don't eat a sandwich across the street from your own house if you beat to death by the police there. <laughs> anyway, uh, in Nebraska, in the summer here, it gets up to like 110 with like really high humidity, and then in the winter, it gets to like negative 10 or negative 20. On Saturday, the wind chill was negative 15. That's not good. Um, so I was like, anyway, you get the idea. I just really love it. Now, with all this labor shortage and all, there's so many job openings, and I'm just, <laughs> obviously, I have an entrepreneurial bend on life. You know people. 
But I was like, is this a good time to like jump into getting a job? Because jobs are paying more than they were. Like the last time I looked at a job really was my maybe like ten years ago. And uh, back then, I was more like gung ho about like doing stuff, like going out on my own. And I had a mowing business, and I was really, you know, I was all about like getting 25 yards in a day and working until midnight basically every night, getting up at 7 a.m. But now I'm a little older, I'm a little fatter, my body hurts quite a bit more, and uh, I don't like want to really do that as much. That's why I'm doing the dumpsters because it's just driving, you know. And uh, I love the dumpsters. I respect the dumpsters. But kind of here's what I'm thinking now. It's like so many jobs are. Uh, hopefully, they <laughs> I'm going to explain my thoughts. Hopefully, no one at any of these companies Google's like my name and finds this episode and listens to it. I don't care. But jobs are paying more now, and you can work remotely. So I was just a perusing just perusing and it's like all these jobs are remote they don't really pay that great but they pay enough you know for as like a bare minimum to pay for your food that day <laughs> but one of them that was really interesting was a uh, select quote which if you don't know what select quote is it's just uh they sell it's an insurance agency but it's like all online and then they do like telesales over the phone they're hiring like insurance agents to sell final expense insurance, which I used to, I have a background in that kind of. And you just work from home, they just send you leads and you just call the leads and like have them fill out the like, paperwork over the phone with you. Real easy, really simple. <laughs> because I'm sure it's people who've already like gone on the website and like filled everything out. So they've basically like raised their hand saying, I want insurance. <coughs> and uh, I think you can make probably like 50 to 70 grand a year doing that but here's like the thing is like I would be probably in my basement in like a basement office or whatever and I could be doing that on one screen and then on the other screen I could be like brokering out dumpster loads so I I rent out my own dumpsters but if I run out of dumpsters then I rent out other people's dumpsters or sometimes if it's somewhere I don't want to go or I don't feel like doing it I'll just broker out somebody else so can I make anywhere between like a $50 spread and a $100 spread, depending on like where I'm at? The more I talk about this and think about it, it's like, why do I even own any dumpsters? <laughs> because I think a big part of it is sometimes I like to just get out in the sunshine, out with the folks. I probably get a little bored in my basement all day long. <clears throat> but uh, I think you can make pretty good money just selling the final expense, even if you only have like a little cut from them, because you can probably do like pretty good volume. I mean, you might be able to do like five to seven a day, but then it's like, I could also broker out maybe like four to five loads per day. So I would be making $400 brokering loads and then another whatever, $300 or $200 at this job. Because I think it'd be good for me because it would force me to have to it would force me to not do everything on my own because I have a bad habit of, uh, like, doing everything. You know, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do the advertising. I'll do the dispatching. I'll deliver the dumpsters. I'll go to the landfill, you know. I'll stand around and BS with the folks, <laughs> you know. If you're the employee and the owner, you can only make so much money. That's been, like, my biggest problem the whole, the whole time I've been an entrepreneur. 
Um, I suppose you could, and, and the other thing is too, like I like to do service businesses um, because I think it's a pretty low bar uh, and then you're only competing with people locally. So that's, I, I just gravitate towards that, I, I guess is my problem. That's not good. But here's kind of my, my idea of the day, and it kind of goes along with this. And I had this idea last year because last year I was I must have been doing a better job advertising because I was like inundated with people who wanted junk removal or dumpsters so much so that I was like not keeping up with it. So I went out and um, I found this this girl that I hired, but then <laughs> I hired her. I paid her like a hundred dollars, and then she just disappeared. Cool. That's a good gig. Promising to do something and then erasing yourself off the internet so no one can ever find you. Not a good person, frankly. Uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> pisses me off. But I had this idea because there's so many VAs. There's like millions of VAs. Um, some are better than others. You know, there's a lot in like Bangladesh and India and Paki. Uh, but then there's also like a lot of people in the U.S. who like this woman supposedly said she had just had kids and uh, wanted to be home and have flexibility or whatever. And uh, I had this idea. <laughs> this idea kind of explains the overall like theory or the overall hypothesis of this idea. So my idea was, well, can I just start a VA agency, I guess they're called, and then have everything ran by a VA. <laughs> so I would have a VA that like managed it, who would be the most competent VA. And then they would manage everything. They would recruit people, like train them, and then they would have VAs like under them. But I would basically like never have anything to do with it. So then I would get another VA to do like quality control and like check up on everything. So it'd just be like a business of VAs of VAs for VAs, um, but really just for me. You get what I'm saying? So I call it the business that I'm not involved in. So I, in my own world, it's like, well, could I just have a VA go out every day and cold call like dumpster companies over the whole country and say, hey, would you be interested in letting us like broker out your, your dumpsters? Uh, we'll give you like... 80, 80 or 90% of like your, your price that you broker them out for. So let's say, or that you rent them out for. So let's say if you have a $200, let's say if you rent out a, a, a 10 yard dumpster, which is like the small one for $200 for seven days, would you rent it out to us um, for 180 and we'll take care of all the logistics for you and collect payment. And a lot of them are going to be like, they always are like, act like they don't want to do it but everybody in the dumpster business uses brokers because it's essentially like it's essentially free or it's, it's not essentially free it's essentially the same as like paying google because it costs whatever i think it yesterday i had like google ads on it cost me like i don't know 26 dollars. i got like five calls out of it and i didn't i converted maybe one of them um, which it's hard to convert them in the winter because everyone has dumpsters to just give them away. Uh, so it's almost like the same as just like letting a broker do it and then just dispatching me out. So it's the same. It's the same thing. 
So it's like, couldn't I have a, a VA out there getting people signed up and then another VA out there like putting out ads? And I would just do Facebook. A lot of these people aren't smart enough to just use Facebook free and marketing on like a marketplace or like in, in groups and stuff. I don't understand that. McFly. Or just like networking in other towns. You can do it online. Um, and then uh, that same person who's like putting out the marketing could just like maybe another person would do dispatching. And then the companies that in those places would do the delivering. I wouldn't like have anything to do with it really. I would just check in every once in a while. Hey, what's going on? I mean, I guess I have to start, I have to do it in the beginning. But that's my idea of a, a business that just doesn't involve you. You're not involved in it. I guess it's just a marketing business, essentially. Is that easy, folks? I mean, there's a place in Kansas City I literally get a $100 spread if I rent their dumpsters. It's pretty good, isn't it? 100 bucks. Rent out three. There's a find one of those places in like 10 cities or 20 cities. You'd be walking in tall cotton. That's pretty good. The more I think about it, it's like, what the hell am I doing with my own dumpsters? I like to get out with the folks. So it's a weakness. So I was like, well, if I had a job, um, <laughs> like a remote job, where I was literally tied to some, like tied to a physical location where I couldn't leave, and I had to just sit there, um, I'm sure I could do both at once. I have to do both at once, otherwise I'd lose, I would get too bored doing one job. It is an absolute sickness. Absolutely sick. But, I mean, I guess that's the dream, is having a little money machine that just makes you money. God, what am I doing? The other idea, along with that, um, I don't need to get in the weeds with my specific thing, but I think you get the idea. Because you just hire remote employees to do everything for you. I mean, I'm sure that that's... Uh, could be difficult, but if you already have a background in it, like if you're already like a manager somewhere and you're managing employees and they're working remotely because of COVID, you kind of, you already have the experience to do that. So that's the idea. Is it thinking out of the box? I feel like it's thinking out of the box for me, but maybe not for you. I don't know. You're a great person. Out here battling traffic. Um, so the business for sale today... Uh, I found one. It's a it's a dog daycare. I love the dog stuff. It's a dog daycare. Well, before we get into that, can I just talk about We did Christmas this year, and <laughs> I don't know about you. My parents are divorced, and, uh, and then, like, my mom wants her own, like, kind of little day. Well... My mom wants her own little day with us. My dad wants her own little day. And then it's also my mom's birthday on the 24th. And then, like, on the 30th, it's my brother-in-law's birthday. And then we have to do, like, a a Christmas with, like, my sister. And then a Christmas with my wife's dad. And a Christmas with my wife's, like, brother-in-law. It's getting out of hand. Um... Has anyone else experienced this? Can I see a show of hands? It's really irritating. So, I just been I've been lobbying. I mean, I'm an adult. I don't need pre- that's the other thing. It's like people, like everyone in my family, is still buying me presents. 
I don't want any of it. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it, but it's like, could you just take the money that you're going to spend on me and, like, give it to charity? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, people are always like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, what do I want for Christmas? I want a 2008 Mac Granite uh, with a Galbraith hook and uh, under 200,000 miles. And I would like it to come with at least five 30-yard cans. And people are like, what? And I'm like, it's like only 500 grand. Just make the payments. Don't you love me enough to make the payments for me? You know, I'm just saying, like, all the stuff I want is idiotic. <laughs> just stupid stuff. Can you buy me a trip to Las Vegas and watch my children for me and give me some money to gamble with? At least three grand to gamble with. Um, a day. Three grand a day to gamble with. I'm a degenerate. Sorry, I had to get the Christmas rant out. Part of this podcast is me just getting things out, out of my system. Because uh, about 10% of my audience last week was like, when are you going to release a new episode? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really feel like it. And then I did it, and I felt way better because I got some of the demons out. Anyway, so the, the business for sale is in Dallas-Fort Worth. Got a lot of folks down there. A lot of folks. Um... Probably cutthroat competition, but it's a dog daycare, so I gotta say location is everything. It's on the Fort Worth side. I don't know if it's a great location or not because I have no familiarity with the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but you can kind of like delve into the dog daycare. They want, I think, uh, they only want 250 grand for it for the business. And then you can either buy the land you can buy the facility, the real estate, for 400 or lease it out. They didn't have a lease information on, on there. Um, but I like dog stuff. Dog daycares are so good because unlike, unlike a child's daycare, dogs, like, entertain themselves. They don't, they're not, dogs aren't, like, doing a lot of complaining, you know. They're not going to really get hurt. I mean... Obviously, unless a dog, one dog, like, attacks another one, but you'd have safety measures built in. Uh, this thing, it makes the cash flow, the EBITDA, is, I think, 140. And then they say something about, like, there's an additional cost to, like, lease out the technology. It doesn't say, any, like, anything about what the technology is. I don't know. What, I don't understand what the technology is. Like a, maybe like a surveillance system. I'm not too sure. They don't specify. But I, I love a good dog daycare because you can really pack those dogs in there. <laughs> and, uh, everyone does it. People spend money on their animals like their like their, their kids, you know. So I think that those are good. They don't come up too often. I, I like to... Anyone who's looking for a business, if you can start with like, here's the kind of business I want. Here's like my, my dream business. And then a good way to test if that's a good business or not is you go on to like biz buy sell or something else similar to that, and you look and see how many of them are for sale. So if you're like, I want to start a or a, a sports bar, yeah, no one's doing that. If you go into biz buy sell and type in sports bar, um, there's millions for sale because they're a difficult business to get right. 
But there's some other categories where there's like nothing for sale. Um, so there used to be no dumpster companies ever for sale. Now we're like, now there's a lot more because I, I think that part of it is like new construction is booming. So a lot of idiots like me are getting into it. Small operators that undercut everyone. Um, so there's a lot more for sale, uh, especially in places. There's a lot more for sale, especially in places where like a lot of people are moving to. So there's like a ton for sale in Florida right now. Probably, and I think a lot of that is because people are leaving Florida. So here's another thing that I'd like to talk about that I was looking at last week. I'm, I'm throwing in a bonus idea. <laughs> bonus idea. Bonus round. <laughs> Daily double. So I've always really liked I like uh, <laughs> you've probably picked up on this but one of the reasons I like doing junk removal and like dumpsters and stuff is because sometimes you like <laughs> this is ridiculous sometimes you like find a treasure and you're like it, it's kind of like it's kind of like if you had a limestone quarry and every once in a while in, in the months the limestones are like oh huh there's a diamond in there, a diamond in the rough. So you're getting paid with the limestone, but you're also getting paid with the diamond. So I get paid to like remove the trash, but sometimes in amongst the trash is something really good that I can sell. So that's happened. That happened to me last week a couple times. I got like a commercial paper shredder. I ended up selling. I got a bunch of like brand new in the box ping pong tables. Uh, that I got paid. <laughs> I got paid to remove, and they're each worth about two hundred dollars. I've sold two of them so far. So the job that paid me 150 bucks is paying me, you know, it's going to turn out to pay me 1500 That's pretty good. <laughs> so my, my bonus idea is, uh, is dismantling or parting out, uh, wrecked semis. But that's not for everyone. That's a lot harder. Or motorcycles. Because a motorcycle, uh, there's some advantages to motorcycle, parting out motorcycles and some disadvantages. One is motorcycles are pretty small and they're easy to transport. Um, so you could get, you could get like a couple, you could get a couple motorcycles in a dump trailer. You could get maybe like three or four in a dump trailer at a time. Because you could be doing dirt bikes, small street bikes, you know, larger bikes that are either been crashed or people just get tired of them. Uh, and then you can like part them out. And from the, what I've been reading is you can make about a thousand dollars in parts per motorcycle. But the, the catch is it's not all at once. So you'd have to have somewhere to like store the parts. But like, let's say, uh, since this is a bonus off the top of my head, I didn't like right now exactly what I'm thinking as far as like a uh, model of bike or a good example. But let's say like a 1991 like Honda Goldwing 1100. That's like a pretty, I saw like a couple of those for sale. So let's say you can get it for a non-running one for $500. Well, if it has a gas tank, you can sell the gas tank. You can, like, pretty much you can sell almost all the parts off it if they're, like, if they're good. Um, 
And the motorcycle breaks down into something you can just put on like a shelf, like a shelf in your garage, if you want to start that way. But I thought that was pretty good because there's a lot of motorcycles. Like a lot of people own motorcycles and never ride it. My dad has a motorcycle, a nice motorcycle. Um, it's probably worth like ten grand um, that he never ever rides. I don't, is it a Harley? I don't know what it is. It's nice though. He basically never rides it, but a lot of people have older bikes that they never ride. And uh, a lot of people who are into motorcycles also do like do their own repairs and everything like that. So I think that that could be like good. And you could do that part like part time and just sell the stuff on eBay. <coughs> and uh, I also found a lot of places, a lot of like uh, groups, even like local groups on Facebook of like uh, buy, sell, swap motorcycle parts. Uh, that's something that kind of has motorcycles have kind of like a cult following and then the other thing is just like everything else those are getting like really expensive to like buy now so people would rather uh, just replace the parts that are broken or upgrade the parts that are broken or whatever uh, that's that one's for everyone I would be more into whoops I would be more into like parting out of like semis if you could uh, if you knew what you were doing, because of the simple fact that brand new semi is like 200 grand, depending on what you want to get. Uh, even in the dumpster world, I mean, if you could find like a crashed like early 2000s back, you could park that out for I, maybe like, <laughs> you might be able to get 40 grand out of the parts of that. Folks, I'm serious. Uh, but like, a, if you could go to an auction and buy like a late model crashed, over the road semi, uh, everything that I'm reading, you could get, you can make between 40 and 80 grand on the parts. The problem is all the logistics, right? Where you put a semi, uh, you'd have to have land. You have to have it on a concrete pad. You can't like do it in gravel because of like the regulations. And you'd also have to get a class, I believe it's called a class eight dismantlers license. Um, to be able to do that legally. But uh, unlike cars, there's not a ton of people that do, do semis. That just appeals to like the redneck side of me is dismantling a semi. <laughs> I joined a group with uh, the, the people that are like buy, sell, trade, like semi parts. I was like actually like pretty, I was actually pretty impressed by how much you could sell some of this stuff for. Um, and then I guess you could just you can hire a hotshot company to, like, ship a lot of the stuff. So I think that's appealing. Uh, but that's kind of one of those things that you'd either have to... You'd have to have a background in to know, like, what parts are good and what parts are not good. Um, the other thing is you have to have a, a place to do it, which is the biggest part. And then you have to have the money to buy it. So you either have to have investors here or you have to, like, start with money. My problem is a lot of these ideas that I have that I think are really good. It's like, you need a ton of money for them. So I should do like a free startup, free startup idea where it doesn't cost anything or like very minimal amount. So those, that's the bonus round. I'm sorry, the, the, the business for sale wasn't that great. <laughs> okay. The problem is, like, now uh, there's so many people out looking for businesses. So many people out looking for businesses for sale because a lot of people have money to invest right now. Things are frothy. That's what Gary Vaynerchuk says. 
so much froth out there. Uh, a lot of people are investing in that. The other thing is, like, a lot of people investing in real estate. It's completely insane. Uh, the cap rates for everything in, in like, multifamily real estate are so compressed, it's, like, not even worth doing. <laughs> it's basically just turning into, like, a place where you can, like, put your money in there. Just for safekeeping, you're not really making anything. Speaking of that, we have a little uh, duplex coming up for sale shortly. Can't give you any deets, but I think it could be good. That one could be okay, but uh, kind of a rough tumble area. Anyway, uh, those are some ideas for you for your noggin. I think the dismantling motorcycles, that would be pretty easy. And I think you can get them pretty cheap. And you can sell them. And a lot of stuff you can actually ship for, like, UPS. People online said you could even, like, ship full exhausts on there. They're like, just, like, take a box <laughs> and, like, put combine two boxes or just wrap them up in a, like, cut the box apart and just wrap it around with exhaust and then ship it. Okay. Because, look, semi-parts you couldn't ship. You're not shipping a freaking eight, <laughs> eight-liter engine that weighs, you know, a couple thousand pounds. Or rims you're not shipping. UPS, anyway. But uh, the good thing around where I live is there's a, lot of, there's a lot of trucking, so you might be able to make it work. And you'd really have to find someone's, like, I found one that I thought was like maybe okay. It's a non-running cab over Kenworth. Uh, it does run. It just needs like a belt or something, allegedly. Uh, but everything is like pretty much intact. Just the interior. The guy gutted the interior as like a project truck, and, and it just doesn't want to deal with it. So he's only asking four grand for it. I think you could probably get it for two. Okay, if you went to the guy's house with two thousand dollars, you'd you have it. I found another one, a 2006 Volvo. Uh, the guy says it has a new engine. It, okay, it doesn't matter. But I think I think that there are some opportunities out there. You'd have to do a lot of research and get really familiar with uh, semis, though. Good stuff. Really nice. So I got some, I got three critiques for you. Three critiques, which I really, I think maybe one of them I've talked about before. It's the first one, which is carpet cleaning. But uh, I joined this carpet cleaning group. I don't know why. I think I saw something for sale on Facebook, like a, someone's carpet cleaning company or some equipment or something. And I was like, is there anything to that? Oh no, we had our carpet cleaned. And they were there for like two hours and it was $500 or something. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't like super impressed. I was like, damn, the guy was here for two hours and it was like 500 bucks. Because he, he got us with all these upsells, you know. He's like, I, I smell some dog in here. Did, did the dog bark maybe? And we're like, maybe. He's like, I can do a little spot treatment over here and over here. It's just 30 bucks, you know, per spot treatment. It looks like there's a couple... I couldn't see anything. I don't fucking know. The guy sold me water, basically. So I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, so I joined this group because another 
good way to gauge like if you want to do a side gig or like buy a business or getting get into a different industry is like go to like a Facebook group and see like what the banter is like. So I'm in the my dumpster group and just people complaining nonstop. It's about sixty percent complaints and forty percent people like I love this. Uh, sorry, checking the old phone. Uh, but I joined a carpet cleaning group and uh, everyone in there is just like I'm so thankful I found this like I, I love the money of doing this blah 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 it's all like pretty much positive and I'm shocked at like how much these guys make like an owner operator doing it like on their own with a helper they make like 1500 bucks a day and it's almost all profit because they're just selling you water like steam this group is basically it's all this group is all about like these guys all have like truck mounted steam cleaners is basically like the theme of the group. Um, and, uh, and sometimes they make more. And then the other thing too is they'll post videos of them. The most insane one I ever saw was they were, <laughs> this guy landed a gig. He won a job and it was to clean like all the chairs in like a hotel, like event hall or whatever and what they would do is he had like two helpers just like like bringing him chairs in like an assembly line and then he had a steam like attachment hand attachment um, and he would just like hit the, the back of the chair and the bottom of the chair and he was like it, he charged I think like 50 bucks a chair and he was doing one chair about every 90 seconds and he was like, yeah, I did like 300 chairs today for 20 bucks a chair. <laughs> Ridiculous. And, the, and and he was like, and I got like a thousand more chairs. It was, I mean, it was something crazy like that. I don't remember exactly, but I just remember being shocked. I mean, and then there's a bunch of like stories on there of people who get like, oh, I'm doing an entire apartment complex or something or an entire like hotel where they get like each room that they do that they steam clean is like... 150 or 200 dollars, but they can do like 50 rooms a day. Uh, th- there is like some drawbacks though. One is it's hard work, it's very physical. You're vacuuming all day long, and it's hot because it's like boiling water. Uh, the other thing is you do have the potential of accidentally ruining someone's entire house of carpet, which is expensive to replace. So you do have to kind of know what you're doing. And there is, like, it seems like there is, like, some almost, like, chemistry involved. Or at least you need to know what chemicals to use and, like, what doses and everything. Um, the other thing, too, is, like, there's a, a, a good amount of competition. Um, and then the other thing is it does, it isn't, like, a zero startup thing. So, like, a, these truck-mounted, like, steamers are pretty expensive. They're, like, 50 grand. But, like I said, if you're making $1,000 a day, that's not too bad. You know what I mean. Or more. Um, but a lot of people, like, do start with, like, a handheld. And I guess you can get a handheld for, like, under $1,000. The drawback to that is you have to lug that thing around everywhere you go. Uh, but I think carpet cleaning, if, if you're, like, into that, you don't mind it. You don't mind, like, working hard. I think that can be really, really good. Um, and... And some of these guys, 
just they keep it like one truck and a helper and they do it themselves and other people like do scale up so in there there is like like pretty big businesses there's a couple guys in there that have like 20 crews that's a lot now another interesting business so that's a yes carpet cleaning if you want to do that's a yes you can do it on the side start with a handheld just killing it and you can like undercut <laughs> there's guys on there that do it for like what they do is they're like uh I don't want to say a bait and switch, but they're like three rooms for 125 bucks. And then they get there and they're like, and the people are like, uh, here are the rooms. And they're like, the hall's an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> or they're like, uh, do you want to like the, they'll, they'll do like the spot treatment thing. So then they end up like 125 bucks turns into like 400. So there's lots of different ways to work it for like pricing and stuff. But I think that could be good, even on the sides, like, even if you want to do nights and weekends, if you can make an extra couple thousand dollars a month, that would be good. The other thing that kind of goes along with that, that some of these guys do, like, in addition to carpet cleaning, like, they'll clean your carpet and then the same day they'll, like, power wash. So I think uh, power washing is another, like, business that could be, like, pretty good. Just, like, power washing off people's, like, driveways and sealing them. Uh, I think that costs about $400. You're just power washing. That's easy. Um, and then sealing a driveway, you're just rolling on chem like rolling on chemicals with a paintbrush. Pretty simple, four or five hundred dollars. Also, like power washing the exterior of a house, I think it's like between three and five hundred dollars to do. Your only overhead is like buying a power washer, which are not that expensive. You're using the homeowner's water, um, but then again, it drawback is kind of like carb cleaning. It is hard work here out in the sun. Uh, maybe not for everyone. Probably bone crushingly boring. And then the other thing too is like if you're not careful with a power washer you can actually like uh, edge the concrete. But I think power washing uh, I think that could be good. I don't know how much demand there is for power washing. So that's kind of a maybe. I mean, if you could get them, if you had a power washer anyway, <laughs> and you could get it, or if it was like an add-on to like, let's say, oh, carpet cleaning, I think that could be good. Now, here's something that there's a lot of demand for that's like really surprising. And it would be difficult. This is, so uh, power washing is a maybe. Here, I, I think you'd have a hard time turning that into like a real business. Um... Would it be a great add-on to another home service? So here's another one, another idea. This is idea number three, y'all. And it's, uh, there's a lot of demand for this one. It's assembling fitness equipment, assembling and disassembling fitness equipment. So a lot of people will buy these pieces of equipment, either like off, off Facebook or uh, Craigslist. Does that exist still? Um, or like through the mail and it'll come and then they'll like need it assembled and they don't know how to assemble it or I've seen a lot of them where people are like moving and they need it disassembled and then reassembled and that, the charge for the, these to be assembled and disassembled ranges between 75 and $500 depending on like how complex it is so the complexity this is something I would never do because I hate that kind of stuff so at first, it wouldn't make very much money. 
because it's going to take a long time at first to like figure out how to do this. Because one time, and I have like a little experience with this. My wife wanted a treadmill and I was like, we got a treadmill. It's cold outside. We're not buying a treadmill. That's a waste of money. It went on and on and on. So finally we, we went and looked at literally millions. We probably looked at a dozen treadmills for sale. And one of them looked really good, but we couldn't like get it out of the house without disassembling it. I didn't bring tools because I didn't think it needed to be disassembled. So we had to like try to use the homeowner's tools. Couldn't figure out how to assemble it. I had it in like pieces, but then I couldn't find the cords. It was a mess. So I would never want to do fitness assembly, fitness equipment assembly. But I think like after, there's only so many different kinds of stuff. Every treadmill is probably assembled like pretty similar. So once you like figured it, once you did like a handful of each kind of thing, you could probably do it pretty quickly. And like I said, there's like a good amount of, uh, there's a good amount of like demand for this. <laughs> it's like, it gets a lot of like, oh shit. It gets a lot of Google searches and um, I see it come through uh, on like Thumbtack because I'm on Thumbtack for dumpsters and junk removal. I see it come through there like all the time. Uh, of people like wanting that service completed and I'm always like hell no but I think that that could be good and then there's also other like you can also like uh, team up with companies that will hire you to do like expedited delivery and um, assembly and I, I've seen some contracts for that that actually didn't look too bad um, where they were like promising you like so much they're like this is how much volume we have and it was like quite a bit. Uh, one that I saw was they were like, well, we're at our, our average volume would be like about $16,000 a month in like gross pay. And that was like a 50 mile radius of like delivery from Omaha. So I, I think if you were, you had like a background of that or you're like into it, you could make money doing that. <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't want any part of that. Hell no. Because the one that we tried to disassemble, it was like some of it was metric and some of it was standard. And then once you get all the stuff taken apart, because we were going to disassemble it, bring it home and reassemble it, I was like, once we get these pieces apart, how the hell are we ever going to keep the stuff separated out enough to know where, like, where the like, nuts and bolts go? But there's a demand. People think that they want home gyms, especially now with the Viddler. So I'm hitting the yes button for the... If you're if you like doing that kind of stuff, I'm smashing the like button and saying yes. I think you could maybe do like four. You might, I, I think you get pretty fast at it where you can do one in like a half hour, and then a half hour drive time. So you're making like 150 bucks per hour. I got people blowing me up like army grenade. So that's my other one. So we got carpet cleaning. Yes, as a full time and a part time. Yes. Power washing, that's a maybe. Great add-on. Fitness assembly, yes to someone who would be into that. Episode 32. But think about it. Those are not the kind of jobs you could do. You'd have to be involved with those. Okay. Carpet cleaning, I think you'd have to be involved. Or you'd have to really pay an employee a good amount. Things to think about. What are some things that you can do today? where all you're doing is lining things up, but you're not actually performing any work.
That's the dream, isn't it? Just a money-making machine. I probably said this before, but I'll say it again. The greatest business I've ever heard of, a business broker told me about. And it was an email list that someone had for quilting. And this person would get like, she would get early, like, early quilt patterns. And then she would just sell each pattern for $10 to this. She had like an email list of like 60,000 people. And it was, it just printed kashish. I mean, that's a good one, folks. I love it. I need it. You dig? So if you can find a money printing machine that you don't have to do anything for, like that, you gotta smash that like button and you gotta do it. Turn on notifications. So anyway, that's episode, I believe episode 32. Episode 32. I might rip another one. I'm driving. I, I rented somebody, a repeat customer dumpster out of town. And it's like, this is why I shouldn't be in, like involved. Because it's like I like the people, so I gave them kind of a deal. Stupid. It took me like an hour to get here. So fucking stupid. Oh, shit. I got a pile of snow in front of the dumpster. Okay, uh, episode 32. Zach Herger, Idea Addict. The one about not doing anything. Tell a friend. Tell a colleague. Tell a foe. This is what you should have been doing on Christmas is gathering around the fireplace and listening to Zach Herger Idea Attic. <laughs> Living, laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Living, laughing, loving. Inviting me into your home. That's what you need to be doing. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for... Let me rap with you. Get the demons out. Catch you next time.